Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Everything falls on leadership. Spiritual leadership is so vital, very important, especially in our church and our ministries. So what kind of spiritual leader should we become? Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 lays out a very important foundational example how spiritual leader should be like. So let's delve into 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 18 through 19. I urged Titus to go, and I sent the brother with him. Titus did not take any advantage of you, did he? Did we not did we not conduct ourselves in the same spirit and walk in the same steps? All this time you have been thinking that we are defending defending ourselves to you. Actually, it is in the sight of God that we have been speaking in Christ and all for your upbuilding, beloved. Amen. Now, there are two points I want to draw from this passage uh, for the, uh, the requirement for the spiritual leadership. The first one is same spirit. Leaders must have same spirit. The second one is build up the church. Leaders must build up the church, the body of Christ. So let's look at one by one. The first one is the same spirit. So let's look at verse 18 together. It says, I urged Titus. So Titus was one of Paul's team. And he says, and I sent the brother with him. So it was not just of Titus, but uh, Paul was sending the team together to the church of Corinth. Titus did not take any advantage of you, did he? Did we not conduct ourselves in the same spirit and walk in the same steps. Now, what is what does this same spirit mean? It's hard to tell from here, but in the, in the uh, NASB, the spirit is a small s. So we can think, I mean, they have the same, the whole, same Holy Spirit. Of course, that's the foundational, but in this context, it is uh, something more than that. So what does it really mean to uh, have the same spirit? Now, Apostle Paul was accused by false apostles at the time, the super apostles, uh, as continued in the chapter uh, 11, which is the uh, the previous chapter. These super apostles were arguing or criticizing. Apostle Paul said, you know, his letter is weighty, but his speech is not that impressive. And they were trying to minimize Apostle Paul, trying to uh, looking him, looking down on him in many aspects. But in this particular chapter, in chapter 12, they were criticizing Apostle Paul and saying, you know, he is trying to scam money from the first uh, the uh, Corinthian church. You know, he, he says he's not really taking any money, but where does money come from? You know, so they were trying to say, you know, do not trust Paul because he is trying to sneak out and he is trying to get uh, money from you. So be aware of Apostle Paul. That's what they were trying to say. But Paul was defending himself here. is saying, I'm not taking any money from you. You know, my income source is coming from other church, but at least not from you. He's not taking an advantage from uh, this Corinthian church, at least from the Corinthian church. The same way for the Titus as well. So the same spirit here is more of the mindset that Paul and Titus and his team had. It's not about really getting money, financial gain from this church, but it is really the pouring out as the fatherly, uh, as a father. 
and the fatherly love. In this 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 15 through 16, it says, Paul was saying, there are a lot of teachers, but there are very few fathers. What is the difference between the teacher and the father? And the teacher's job is 8 to 5, and as, you, as, as soon as you finish your teaching job, you're done. But father's job is 24-7. You are there to take care of your children. So just like the father, Apostle Paul is saying, I'm not here to take money from you. I'm not here for just for my job description, but I'm here as a father. In this chapter, in chapter 12, he also says, just like you know, father and children. The the father is not taking any money from the children. It's the other way around. Father is there to support the children, not the children to support the father. So it's likewise, Apostle Paul is saying, I'm not here to take any advantage from you, but I'm here to serve you. I'm here to support you. Likewise, the Titus had the same mindset, same spirit that Titus was not there to uh, for his financial gain from the first uh, the Corinthian church but he was there to support them the whole team the Paul's team had the same spirit same step that's what Paul was talking about here so that is the, really the mindset of the team it's not enough for Paul to have that spirit by himself he and his team shared the same spirit now the, it's a teamwork the ministry and the church is the teamwork. It's not a one person or solo work. Everyone must work together. But not just not just because you have a team doesn't mean that you have the sound or a good team because First of all, when you have the team, you must have the same spirit, same vision, same mindset. But just because you have the same vision and same mindset, it doesn't mean it's a healthy team. Because if you have a wrong mindset, wrong vision, wrong spirit, then you have really you have a wrong team. You must have a right spirit. So what is the right spirit? This is the sac the right spirit is the sacrificial spirit, sacrificial loving spirit. Where do we find the great example? We just saw the good example from Paul's team. They're not there for financial gain, but they're, de- they're there just like a father to uh, take care, taking care of his children. They're there to take care of the, uh, the church. Ultimate example of this spirit is from our Lord Christ Jesus. Why? Because he showed the ultimate example of sacrificial love. Mark chapter 10 verse 45 it said Jesus said he came he did not come to be served but he came to serve and give his body as a ransom to save many people to redeem many people who are believing in him so that is the sacrificial ultimate example of Christ's love now Jesus Christ came not as not as a uh, dictator or not to rule over us but to completely humbly serve us by dying on the cross taking all our sins and shame on himself and he shed his blood and he shed his water he gave everything for us he offered his body for us as we see in the hebrews chapter 10 10 he did it all to save us, to forgive our sins, to atone for our 
sins, and He rose from the dead victoriously in three days. He showed ultimate example of victory, but also ultimate example of sacrifice. So as His servants, as His children, as His disciples, we must have the same spirit, the spirit of sacrificial love. And <laughs> the second one is, um, building up the church. If you are a leader, the spiritual leaders in the church must have this mindset of building of his church. So let's look at today's passage together. In verse 19, it says, All this time you have been thinking that we are defending ourselves to you. Actually, it is in the sight of God that we have been speaking in Christ. So we're not speaking outside of Christ. We're speaking just personally. But it says, it is all for your upbuilding, beloved. So we can see uh, the love for the church that Paul was speaking in Christ to Jesus. So he was speaking the truth. In Christ Jesus, you cannot speak uh, falsehood, right? But it is all for upbuilding. So we can see the clear purpose right here a building but it says it looks like we are defending ourselves so what does it really mean in this chapter and even previous chapter paul was listing some trials and difficulties and the persecutions that he had to go through in chapter 11 verses 23 uh, and on he was saying he was going through this uh, shipwreck and you know he was almost dead and so many difficulties all because of following christ jesus and then he said in verse 30 uh, it's a last week's message that he boasts in his weaknesses so weaknesses are actually blessing from the Lord. But his focus was not about the weaknesses itself, but he said his heart was still broken for the church. So his focus was the church. He was worried. He was concerned not about his uh, health, not about his fame, but for the health of the church. And then in today's chapter, in chapter 12, we see that... Um, uh, Paul was defending himself and says, you know, uh, he said he knows a person who went up to the third heaven, but it's actually he was talking about himself, that that mysterious experience too, um, too good. So God allowed him, allowed Paul to have a thorn of flesh, thorn of Satan, which as some, uh, some scholar says it could be a physical illness. And Paul was praying so hard, God, please heal me. Please take away this thorn of, thorn of, of the uh, Satan from me. But God was saying, my grace is sufficient for you. And you are strong when you are weak. So we see that very famous passage in today's chapter. So Paul was saying, yes, I, go, I went through so many difficulties and all because of Jesus Christ. And I, have, I had this wonderful spiritual experience, but God humbled me through my weaknesses. So why is Paul saying all of this? If you stop right there, it's, it looks like Paul is trying to uh, receive some approval from people. Like, hey, please, uh, guys, let me, uh, please see me how genuine I am. I am a servant of God. You know, I went through all these difficulties just because I'm following Christ Jesus. And, you know, you, you, you probably... 
looking down on me because you know I, I healed so many people in Jesus name but I myself I'm, I'm going through difficulties myself you might think that I'm not really a genuine servant of God but hey I'm a servant of God because it is even the weakness and the sicknesses are God's instrument to humble me so God chose me and God is using me God allowed all these problems uh, in me so that he can strengthen me I am really the servant of God so if you stop right there and you might think like, oh, Paul is trying to prove himself in front of people. And he is just like another, you know, uh, the apostles trying to uh, uh, stage him and try to uh, show off in front of people. Well, that is not the case because it looks like he's trying to defend himself. But his defense had the purpose. That's very, very important. What was his purpose? If you remember his, the, today's passage, again, if you go back to the verse 19, he says, yeah, we are defending ourselves to you. So he is saying, yeah, we're not really trying to pretend, not defending ourselves, but we are defending, ourse- defending ourselves, and we are speaking in Christ. But here's the very, very important truth about it. What does he say? All, all for your building." It is not for our, it is not for my upbuilding. It is not to elevate myself among all the other apostles. It's not to exalt myself by defending myself. But actually the purpose is for you. For you. For you church. Corinth church. So what does really um, uh, imply to us? Now, Apostle Paul he, when he said he is genuine servant of God, he was trying to defend the message that he was speaking to. The super apostles, they were skilled in speech. They had a charismatic leadership. But the problem was, they were preaching different gospel, different Jesus, according to chapter 11. Now, when the Corinthian church were looking at the super apostles and Apostle Paul, probably they were kind of comparing um, them. And they say, oh, these super apostles are better. They have a better speech skill, so probably we need to listen to them rather than Apostle Paul. Look at Apostle Paul. You know, he is, he is going through so many trials and difficulties. Probably we may not need to heed uh, pay, uh, pay our attention to him. Now, Apostle Paul is saying, no, 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 no. I am the servant of God. God approves me, but not for my sake, but for your sake. If I prove myself, if I am proven to be the servant of God, that means you need to listen to what I said. What I said is, the true gospel of Christ Jesus. It's not about who I am, but it is about whom who chosen me. God is the one who chose me, and I am his messenger. That's it. So please listen to the message that I preached to you. Listen to the gospel that I preached to you. It is the genuine message. It is the truth, true message. So please do not turn away from the message that you have heard, but stay and remain truthful and remain faithful to the message that you heard so that you can be built up. That is what Paul was trying to say. He was not 
uh, trying to defend himself for this per se. He was not trying to uh, show off. He's not trying to approve. He's not. Uh, he's not seeking for the approval from people. But he was really worried about the church health. If they turn away from the faith, then they will turn away from the Lord, and they will be eternally punished. That's what he was worried about. That's why he was defending himself for the sake of the message, for the sake of the church of Corinth. So, that is the purpose. That should be the spiritual leadership that we must have. Yes, sometimes we need to defend ourselves, not for ourselves, but for the church to say that what we preach is true. So that please listen to this message of the gospel of Christ Jesus. It is all because of the church. It is all because to build up the church, the body of Christ Jesus. Body is an organism. And as body grows, the church, body of Christ, must grow. How How can they grow? By remaining faithful, truthful to the gospel of Christ Jesus. So, what should we, how should we live with this? First of all, we need to have the same spirit, the same sacrificial uh, love of Christ Jesus. Yes, we can have a big team and a great uh, skilled people, but what's most important is this. It's not about uh, how much, uh, how much the, uh, how great skill, speaking skill you have, but it is about how much you truly love your church. We do not need another teacher. We need Father. We need someone who can really, who has a heart and passion and love for the body of Christ Jesus. And if you truly love your church, then you will become sacrificial. So let's learn from Christ Jesus. Let's learn from Apostle Paul's example. Let's worry about our church. And let's continue to pray for our church. Let's have that same mindset. Let's have the same uh, spirit with our team. Let's share this with our team continually. And a second, we need to be focused on building up His church. We're not here. If you're a spiritual leader, if you're a pastor or a leader, it's not about building you up through your church. The church is not your stage. Church is not your platform for another promotion for another bigger church. But the church is the place that you sacrifice uh, yourself, your time, your everything to build her up. The church is the body of Christ. So whatever we do, whatever we uh, preach, whatever we serve in our church, it must be for building up the body of Christ Jesus, not ourselves. Let's have that mindset. Let's have the spirit. And let's work together to build His kingdom, to build up His church for His glory, for His name. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for giving us this wonderful example of, of Paul. He, was, he had this, uh, the spirit, the mindset of sacrificial love for the church. And even though he was defending himself, but it was not really for him, but it is really to secure, really to build up uh, your church. Father, please help us. Help me and help spiritual leaders to have the same mindset that we will have the sacrificial love for the church and also our whatever we do, we will do this for 
building up your church. So please help us and guide us to have the mindset, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen.